Welcome to the Infinite Lives and Games podcast. I'm your host, Victor Diaz, also known by my gamer tag as Seth Infinite. On today's show, we have a very hardworking and chilled individual by the name of Philip Valley. Born and raised in Mexico City, 33 years old, he goes by his gamer's tag as Nakabo. Did I say that right? Yeah, Nakabo. Nakabo. <laughs> you can find him on his personal Instagram by the name of Philip Valley. Today's game is Final Fantasy VII, a role-playing video game developed by Square. Originally released for the PlayStation on January 31st, 1997. A remake of the game was released on April 16, 2020, but our focus here today is on the 1997 version. Topics of discussion on this episode include ego and superego, patience in leveling up, subjects of things not always being black and white, and evil villains and bad guys not necessarily being wrong in their motivations, but yes, in their executions. So as always, I just want to first thank you, Philip, for you know joining us today and sharing your experiences and your stories with this game. And you know, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, I always like to start off by saying thank you because it means so much, not only to me but to the world and you know everyone listening. So thank you, brother. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I was super excited when I heard about the project. I was like, ooh, I need to get involved in this. Oh, yeah, so man. I'm super excited it, to be in this. Yeah, I can't wait to li- I can't wait to listen to you, you know, and like just get your opinions and your stories. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate because Final Fantasy VII is a very popular game. <laughs> I've heard groundbreaking. Yeah, groundbreaking heard- for its time. And I I I'm I should be called the criminal because I haven't played it. And I've heard so many good things about it. So many good things about it. So I'm excited because I also get to kind of, you know, experience the game through you, you know, like, you know, I've never played it, but I'm, I'm super excited to see what you have to say about it and your life experiences behind it. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You see, now I don't, now I don't blame you for not having played it because it's a time commitment now. And now, oh, now, t- now, now we're grown-ups, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're so now I- real-world stuff has to happen. Oh, man. But you do get a chance to actually go through it. It's fantastic. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm, I'm, but I'm excited. But uh, as always, you know, I like to start off the podcast with the questions. So, Phil, are you ready for your questions? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's do it. So <clears throat> the first question is, uh, when was the last time you ever pretended to be sick or lied to get out of something so you could play a game? So I could play a game? Yeah. And it doesn't uh, have to be a video game specifically. It could be like a sport or just something that, you know, you lied. Like you lied and like. <laughs> so this is actually an interesting question because I've been making it a, a, a very serious point to not um, to not do that. And I'm talking about not like just not being truthful, like across the board, like when you want to, if you don't feel like going out, instead of telling someone's like, you know what, I don't feel good, just be like, you know what, I just, I'm not feeling it tonight. I don't feel like going like nothing personal. I just don't want to hang out. Like I just want some alone time. So it's been a minute for me to, since I've done that, I think a slip up came with. You can be honest. (laughs) <laughs> this is probably this probably like three years ago with persona five um 
Oh man. But my issue with Persona with... 5 is that you can't accelerate through anything. Like even if you already beat the game, it will take you 100 hours. Oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> it's believe... designed to take 100 hours <laughs> of your time. <laughs> um so I was in the um, in the crux of the of the story and I didn't really even I didn't even have to lie because they didn't ask me why I was calling out of work, but I called out of work. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm just not not going to show up today because stuff. And they're like, <laughs> OK, cool. Persona 5. <laughs> yeah. I like that you mentioned the fact that, you know, um, you've been trying to not do that. I think that's a, a common thing in like people's New Year's resolutions where they're like, I'm going to be more truthful. I'm going to say no if I don't feel like doing this or if like, you know, I don't feel like going out. I'm going to say no. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. Because, you know, you're like, damn, like, I don't want to sell out, you know, and it happened actually like last week. Like, I, I didn't want to, you know, like I wanted to do this last week. And I was like, damn, man, like the timing and all that stuff. And it's funny, since video games are, are the topic, a lot of times video games reward you for being dishonest oh. in the actual game. <laughs> yeah. Like with like character interactions or like exactly. if you do this, you'll be rewarded with like some gold or something. Yeah. Or like an extra weapon upgrade. Right. <laughs> it's, it's very, just like even in, in Final Fantasy seven, like there's a scene where they go to this like theme park and you can either go on a date with Ares or Tifa. And it really depends on who, on what your interactions are with, with both of them, who you'll actually go out and date with. The game is set up so that you have higher probability of going out with Eris. But if like, you're not a big fan of her and then you just lie your butt off to her and then <laughs> going out with Tifa, it's kind of like a reward for like, for not necessarily not doing the right thing. It's, it's, it's kind of trippy. I'm going to move on to the next question. What's more important to you, action or story? So that really depends. Um, I think I uh, I have a bias towards story um, because it's what really absorbs you into into a game. So for like I back in 1997 and when when all the the games were coming out with a story you have to take into account, and this is prefacing what I'm about to say, there was no actual voice dialogue, right? I wouldn't read books as a kid. I found them boring, I found them stupid because everything was black and white. It was like the bad guy wanted to destroy the world. Why? Because he's just evil. And I was like, eh, that doesn't make sense. Um, and I literally learned how to read well because of video games, because nice. I was playing video games. Beating one RPG is like reading a 300 page book yeah, back yeah, then because yeah. of the amount of content you had to actually absorb to be effective in the game and to know what the hell you were supposed to be doing. I like that. Very so interesting. I have a strong bias towards loving story. Even to this day, um, there's a few games that I just beat that I will play through again because I enjoy the story, the story so much. But it also can't just be about the story. Like if the gameplay is horrendous, it has yeah. like the story has to be unbelievably exceptional. Next level, like, Bible level. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. You need, yeah. 
No, I, I like that. I like that a lot because story does drive. It does immerse you, like you said, right? It is the driving factor behind you playing a lot of games. That's one of the reasons why I play games, the story. Like, it's relatable. It's, it's, it sometimes it could be honestly, I don't want to use the word intoxicating. I think that's like a, a bad word, but like, I think about it even on the, your day-to-day life, right? You're like, did I make the right choice? Like, wow, like that's a very interesting topic that like, they hit on. Like, why did this character do that? Why did, like, it's thought-provoking. And I think a lot of people miss that point when they play video games or is often a misconception about video games where it's like, oh, it's just run, gun, shoot, Call of Duty, you know? Like, mm-hmm. no, you know, there is a lot of depth to certain stories. And I imagine that Final Fantasy as a whole, I'm sure you've probably played uh, the other ones in the series. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have like their stories and their like depth, right? Like a lot of it. So here's the thing about, I don't know. Do you know how Final Fantasy got its name? No, no, not at all. So this is a funny story. Um, the, the structure of Final Fantasy of having the story and the gameplay mechanics and Every single Final Fantasy game has the same core elements. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got multiple characters you can play with. It generally has some sort of summon guardian force, some sort of some sort of magic that summons beasts. It has obviously bad. It has the hero's journey. Um, usually, the main character will not be your strongest character, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Final Fantasy VII, you can make Cloud the strongest character, but by far, like, Tifa and Barrett overpower him like, a lot until the end of the game, which he gets, like, one of the most powerful things. And you're like, well, you just broke the game with one power. So yeah, <laughs> this is like, okay. Main um, character. They gave him the Super fun. Mario star, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, they, like, the music is a part of the of the story but final fantasy squaresoft i don't remember when the first final fantasy came out i think it was either 77 or 87 i'll have to google it um but squaresoft only had enough money to make one game huh they had launched several games they had all flopped and they're like, well, this is our last game. What are we going to call it? Well, we'll call it Final, final Fantasy, Fantasy because it's going to be what? our Final That's Fantasy. That's crazy. And it was such a success that it just put everyone on the map. And a million Final Fantasy Fantasies. games later, yeah, here we still are. So it's, That's... it's, I think, a testament to both gameplay and actually having a story, story. combined with um things that i consider music to be a part of the storytelling oh absolutely absolutely and the composer nobuo wematsu in the interviews he says like my his mission was to bridge the gap between movie music and video game music yeah because before it was just like oh you've got the ice level music yeah like donkey kong you've got aquatic ambience and water level music in final final fantasy as a series was the first one that actually kind of started like no this is this character's theme and like it'll it'll change the the feel of how their music is played depending on the mood that's happening on the on the game 
So uh-huh. yeah, you have your stock like your battle theme, your map theme, and everything. Yeah. But then there's there's a whole other array of things that that give it more feeling and more depth. More depth, yeah. Just aid with the with the storytelling. So it's it's like yes, reading a book simply because there's no voiceover, but also it's like playing through a movie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. That, pretty cool. This is <laughs> that's amazing. First off, you know, like the lore behind, you know, like. Final Fantasy getting its name. This this is gonna be a great episode, man. This is gonna be. This is gonna like. I I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII and RPGs are my jam. Oh, let's love do them. it. Let's do it. I, love I, I, I am I love... a firm believer. Firm believer that video games are an educational tool. Oh man, firm believer. Can we preach that? Can we uh, teach that in schools? Can we, <laughs> you know, like put that in some kind of educational system? And I want to go back to what you touched on with the music because music also tells stories too so the fact that and i've heard a lot of good things about the final fantasy soundtrack you know it's been yeah. like recomposed it's been in other games like i've heard i've i i know the themes and i've never even played the games and i was like oh wow like this is some good stuff like so it tells a lot a lot of emotion like you could feel it you could feel the energy so that is i i i love it i love it so i want to move on to the next question yeah um if you got the last weapon you use in a video game, uh, what would you do with it? If I got the last weapon I used in a video game, what would I do with it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the context. <laughs> um, but. Or if not your favorite weapon, you could use your favorite weapon. Nah, that's cheating. Hold on. <laughs> My favorite weapon is always a sword. So like, <laughs> like there's so many variations of them, and it's kind of useless in my daily life. So yeah, you're not you're not really gonna be able to build anything with it. Yeah, no. But um, the last weapon I used, well, the things that okay. So I've been playing Ori and the Blind Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Okay, and he doesn't really have a weapon. He he kind of like has all this like spirit stuff. So I. I'd climb trees, I guess. <laughs> you no, climb you know what? Tre- One of his skills is double jumping, and I would totally use that. Every oh, time. let's go! <laughs> Imagine if yo double jumping. Yes. What? Oh, the things the double things jumping be, would be amazing. Um, the things you would be able to pull off, the things you'd be able to do, man. Oh, you could I, jump off of a building and then double jump double when jump, you're about to hit the ground, ground. and have nothing happen to you. Yo, great. Uh, yo, you feel like a total badass. You feel like a total amazing. badass. You know how many actually, you know how many videos and Instagrams and people would go crazy with that, with that ability. Yeah, exactly. I, I great. And I also love to do acrobatics. So I'd be like, this would be great. Double oh, jumping is awesome. I love it. I love it. It's not a weapon, it's an ability. I'll take it. You now have to wear the clothes of the protagonist of the last game you played. How lucky are you? Yeah it's basically my natural state he's usually naked so i'm usually shirtless at home so i mean i'm already doing it <laughs> uh, okay. i guess you're pretty lucky in that sense right you're in your yeah. natural habitat your natural state yeah <laughs> and the if final I had to question wear, like clouds clothes though i would not want that like huge buster sword on my butt like, I, that'd be you, heavy. <laughs> you're going to a work meeting and you have a, a huge buster sword and you want to use be useful, <laughs> <laughs> at work <laughs> well wow, Phil. Like, so you agree with my idea, right? <laughs> I, they all look at you like, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a little that's a little aggressive, Phil. <laughs> uh all right, last question. What is one of your favorite 
gaming to film like 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 stories uh, uh any any like book or video game to movie adaptation what's one of your favorite ones? not dragon ball z yeah yeah yeah, at least not the live action. The, the the animated ones are fantastic. That that live gives action. people lots of heart attacks, man. Um, I think Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is one of my favorite ones, and a lot of it has to do with the hype I had for that movie. Once Final Fantasy VII came out, um, it was a time where like the Mortal Kombat movie had just come out. The, Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation had just come out. Oh, Horrible movie, oh, but as a kid, it's great. <laughs> it is. Like it it, is. when you're a little kid, you're like, it's awesome. And also oh, I, right. I, yeah. I I dub myself, um, pardoning the language, I dub myself a movie slut. I like anything. <laughs> so like I will watch anything and probably enjoy it. So um, did you did you enjoy The Last Ember then? Did you enjoy Mortal Kombat Annihilation? <laughs> as a little kid, yeah. As an adult, can no longer watch it. But yeah, the first time so- I saw it, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I didn't know they it had didn't a movie. make sense. Why, it didn't make sense why they gave um, Shao Kahn a an animality in that movie. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'll go with it. I, I have the image in my head of that 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 scene. <laughs> like it's just so it's so ridiculous. Like it really sometimes, is. yeah. When I look back at it, I laugh about it, but it's it's really just bad. It is a horrible movie. But as a kid, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But Final Fantasy VII, when it came out, like, all those other movies were going to come out. So it was just the assumption of, like, oh, they're going to make a Final Fantasy movie. And then, like, the rumor mill happened. It was like, no, Final Fantasy movie gets canceled because one of the bosses was too big for the screen or whatever kids make up, right? Um, Wait, so it was canceled or... what what really did happen is that the computers didn't have like there wasn't the processing power to make a good movie because they wanted to make it animated but computer animation not 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 enough so so they're just like we just don't have the tech to do it so that's that's actually what happened um to my knowledge and years go by and then it just gets announced because there's a lot of loose ends at the end of Final Fantasy VII. And you're like, okay, so what happened to this character and this character? And what the hell is going on with Sephiroth? What happened to the live stream? Like, okay, so like, what's what's going on with the world now? Does Cloud get a job? Does like, <laughs> like what, what happens? And that movie, uh, it was a cool take on like what could happen with that with that world. And they made a couple of books um, before that that movie about how Marlene who's the daughter um, and I don't know if I think it's stepdaughter might be bio daughter but I think it's a stepdaughter of one of the main characters Barrett um, and she has a friend whose name I can't remember um, but he starts getting this sickness that's basically everyone's kind of getting like a version of the bubonic plague but for that universe yeah um and it deals with with that interaction so they made a movie where this faction is trying to revive sephiroth and it was it was really really good at the time in my opinion the animation quality was better than what hollywood was doing and 
I am pretty convinced to this day that if some that if that the only reason why that movie wasn't nominated for anything in those Oscars back then at that time is because the movie was on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Because the the movie that won best animation Final Fantasy Advent Children just it it just had a better quality animation. Yeah. Like, period. And it I doesn't matter the, like what they were doing with the animals in the other movie. I was like, it's so Final Fantasy VII Advent Children is probably my favorite video game adaptation to, movie, to like a, a feature film. I bet the movie that won the award was probably a North American release, right? With the animation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It was Happy Feet. It was a great movie. Happy anyway. Feet. Like, it's a fantastic movie. It's not. It's it. It's good animation. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good animation. Fantastic soundtrack. Like I. No knocks on the movie. It's yeah, yeah. really, really good. It's just the animation quality. Like if they're just talking strictly animation, Final Fantasy VII blew it out of the park. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know they had a Final Fantasy film. So that's, I have a lot to uh, catch up on. I have yeah, a lot man. To catch up on, man. <laughs> Dang. All right. So, you know, we're going to get into the episode. I We got the energy going. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, um, work, what do you like to do? What games you like to play? So I'm a big fan of RPGs. Um, I, anything with a good story, really, because I'll play. If, you, if I were, if I had unlimited funds, I could just play all day and uh. have that not be a hazard to my health because of a sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> um, <laughs> for adulting, I, uh, for and, adulting and, gets you. Yeah, and and have. And have it not ruin my relationship, also. <laughs> right, right. Pay attention to my girlfriend. I would. I like. One time, my my favorite cousin and I, we um, we went to my dad's house. And my parents are divorced. We're divorced. My father passed away a few years ago. Um, so I don't know if you say are or were. We'll go with past tense. We're divorced. <laughs> um, and so we went to my dad's place for two weeks. I think it was like spring break or something and we took like 20 games of which we beat 17 in one week wow are these and all this rpgs ran the <laughs> this, this ran the gamut this was rpgs action games puzzle game. everything had a story so nothing was shorter than a 14 hour commitment wow okay okay i respect so, it so like I remember Resident Evil 4 was in there. Ooh. Um at that time it was Final Fantasy 10 Part 2 was in there. <laughs> Legend of Lagaya 2. Like it's a whole bunch of RPGs. I hear it. Some good, some bad, some ugly. <laughs> so I really love have a, a fondness in my heart for RPGs or any game with a good story, be it Silent Hill. Be mm. it Seno Gears, mm. which that's where I learned about ego and super ego, which I'll touch about in a little bit. I know that Final Fantasy is the core of our yeah. of our episode, uh-huh. but again, video games have had such an impact, a formative impact in my life, which is why I believe they're a great educational tool. Mm. Um, it's impossible for me to just pull from from one game because. I've been around video games ever since I was like two years old. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like one. 
Jeez, what? How, how old did you have to be to play the uh, Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment System? Because the box said, I can't remember if the box said like two or older or four or older. Yeah. The point is, my brothers wouldn't let me play. And when my mom told them to let me play, um, they're like, no, no, the box says. Oh, no. I wasn't old enough, and my mom was like, if you guys want a Nintendo, you will let your brother play. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> so I've been surrounded by video games really my whole life. Um, so so when did when did the whole when did your first experience with video game come to fruition? Like when did you realize that like you know this is something that I like? What was your like? Your... Two years old. <laughs> I distinctly remember. I just, look, I distinctly remember rage quitting Mario, biting the controller, but going back to play. There we go. That's that's a gamer for you. That's a gamer. <laughs> that's for when you. you're like, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Love it. Well, I love it. Yep. Yep. You go right back at it. You reset, yeah, so it's, your, you know, you use your lives. But it's exactly. your... and then you rage quit and then you cool off and you're like, okay, let's do it. Let's go, let's go again. As long as you don't break um, your controller. And I mean, I was two years old, so I bit the controller and how hard can I really bite? It did have know, some dent marks. Though. <laughs> You have dent marks. I, I got my way. <laughs> so, so, so was Mario like, your first uh, experience into gaming, or uh, what was your first like? It was either Mario or Mega Man. Ooh, okay. it was one of the two. I don't remember which one was first, but video games made me bond with my best friends to this day. Like my favorite cousin that I'm talking about, the first thing we bonded over was video games. Yeah, Ghouls and Ghosts for S for Super Nintendo. Um, my I have a, a Brazilian best friend, his name's Guy. And first time like I go hang out at his house, since I'd been playing games since I was two years old, like whenever people, you know, you go to your buddy's house and you, you talk smack. Yeah, of course. They're like, of course. yeah, I'm gonna beat you, I'm gonna kick your ass, blah blah yeah, blah. Like, and I had yeah. like I had heard that so many times and have it not be true that I was <laughs> like that I had just adopted this this attitude of like when someone asked me are you any good at video games like eh, i don't know uh, i'm pretty good i think uh, i could kick your ass in it but like let's see let's like, see and then yeah. if someone just came with all this bravado i'd be like okay throw the game in like, let's <laughs> see if you can back, back it up and we kind of both had that same energy and he asked me he's like do you play x-men versus street fighter this is the oh. days before marvel versus oh. Marvel. So yeah. for those of us who don't know Marvel versus Capcom spawned because of X-Men uh, versus yeah. Street Fighter. Yep, yep. <laughs> it originally came out for the arcade, right? Yes. Yep, 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 yep. So we start playing. My my setup was always Gambit and Cyclops. Mm. His was it was either Gambit and Cyclops, Gambit and, and Wolverine, and he had the same setup. So I was like, oh, oh okay. Well, At least he can pick his characters well. So I was like, this is, this is props. That's the props. first sign. The first sign. You're doing yeah. good. And we start playing, and I had never gotten so many tech hits. If people don't know, a tech hit is when you like land two low punches at the same at the same time and uh -huh. you both don't get damaged don't, like yeah. think of an anime like when everyone's like you know, goku versus whoever and it's like fist the against fist, fist kick yeah. against kick and, and whatnot ooh, ooh, like ooh. that happened like 10 times in a row at the opening of the of the fight oh so you and guys like, were like he, he won by like, by like razor thin margin and when we finished we're like oh my god someone that's actually good <laughs> 
oh there's no feeling like that there is no feeling like that like yeah. it's like it's like super rewarding it's like let's do it again you know exactly could, exactly yeah. and we were at it like hours hours it was great it was fantastic like to this day he's one of my best friends oh um, man. another one of my best friends elliot we bond well he pestered me <laughs> back then because we were both playing zelda ocarina of time and i was just a more experienced gamer so i could figure things out faster and he would ask me all these questions and i was like god just get it <laughs> but again to this day so it, it it's man I, I drove into the rabbit hole What's no i feel it i feel it it's okay you know we it, like it's there's nothing like that there's nothing like that confrontation yeah. you know with your best friend those memories they yeah. i i could say the same you know like i have so many fond memories of like oh this guy's not so good you know and then we we you you meet up like that's how i met one of my friends too like you know we were at some tournament he threw some tournament at his house and i went over to his house and I'm like, is this guy really any good? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to. And then we sat down. I'm going neck and neck, just neck and neck. And then I'm like, I don't know, this guy's this. He knows what he's doing. He's legit. He's legit. legit. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like a connection. It's like a bond. It's like when in cartoons or in animes where they do like the, the eye thing where it's like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. You know, and it's that one moment where you're just like, all right. And you just go at it. There's I don't think there's another feeling like that. You know? totally get it i totally totally yeah. get it yeah so really video games have been a part of my my whole life i've related to people thanks to video games i reference a lot of greek mythology again thanks to video <laughs> games um there's a lot to this day like right now i'm uh, in connecticut <clears throat> every night we watch jeopardy yeah and you cannot believe the amount of Jeopardy answers that I learned thanks to video games. Thanks to video games. Oh <laughs> man, I should try that. I haven't watched Jeopardy in a while. It but... is crazy. Like, and they're not related to like Final Fantasy or anything. But like, if it's something to do with um, with wars, a lot of little random facts I know Dates. thanks to Metal Gear. But battles, yeah. Like, a, a, like a, it's kind of ridiculous actually but it's great at the same time I really yeah like yeah do you ever um, find yourself uh like talking to somebody that doesn't play video games at all and you're just you 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 realize like this random fact or this thing and you're like i know it because a video game but then like they you know you can't share it with them because they won't understand <laughs> so you, you just gotta like hold it in somehow like yeah. you, ever feel, you ever feel that i've, I've like, oh plenty of times i started to just not no longer care though because oh, I, oh, if you no. see me, and this is what this is a comment I get a lot. Um, when I bring out like my gamer side, people that don't know me well, like ninety nine percent, they're like, I have no idea you yeah, were like no, so into video games. I was like, I know, I don't look like a gamer. Camouflage gamers are the most intense ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, don't believe the don't believe the hype, don't believe the stereotype. <laughs> If you see someone in the suit and tie and they talk a little bit about video games, they intense. know. <laughs> like they know. They I know. believe I believe it. I believe it. So it's uh it's 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 interesting. It's really uh, it's really a beautiful thing. Um yeah. so we're gonna move on. I want to talk about, you know, when were you first introduced to Final Fantasy 7? 
Final Fantasy VII, I was introduced, so I was introduced in 1997, so I would have been 10 years old, going on to 11. Um, I specifically saw my brother Christian playing it at Target. And so we were living in Mexico, and we came to visit my grandparents to California. And so Target is not a store you got in Mexico. Like For me, coming to the U.S. was always like, ah, shopping <laughs> yeah shopping for stuff. Money. specifically video games because they used to be so much <clears throat> cheaper in the u.s and mexico oh really really so i don't think that holds true anymore but it, it used to back in the day so christian's playing this this game and i'm like okay that kind of looks pretty cool i thought that the box looked weird because it was just this white cover with a comet final fantasy it's very minimalistic and it really caught my eye and then i started playing it and i was like i don't this was the demo so like there wasn't even story or anything i just really liked the gameplay liked how it looked um 3d-ish games were just starting to come out like everyone needs to understand like before final fantasy 7 before mario 64 everything was 2d Mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. had 3d graphics like yeah. maybe secret of mana and it had its sprites but it was still just the overhead, overhead. view yeah um mario 64 just actually gave you like you can hand the camera like what yeah <laughs> it was and revolutionary crazy and final fantasy 7 had that overhead view but it didn't have sprites mm-hmm. so it looked more like little like computer polygons and i was like okay that's that's pretty interesting i really really liked it and then we got it for christmas i think and the rest is history i just loved oh, the whole the whole story like the first time i saw uh <laughs> i know cgi means computer generated interface or like computer computer graphics essentially but I always thought CG scenes meant cool graphic scenes <laughs> for the longest I could, time. I, I could see that. Because you'd go from like these blocky people to like, yeah, to now, animated. like we're, we're just going to tell the story, story and they ramp up the graphics and like you could see Sephiroth's hair and the sword and everything. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, what is this sorcery? <laughs> And it looked so real. It looked so real, right? Like it was yeah, just like, like it's, it was, not even that it looked so real. I was like, it just looks so cool. Cool. <laughs> I was like, it just looks looks like a three D anime. Oh man! Because <laughs> yeah. I was like used to DBZ and like you had, but you, you didn't have something that that just looked that cool back then. Oh So man. that definitely captured my imagination. And then I started to to like really get to know the the story i started to really like it and i attribute a lot of my my not liking children's like 10 year old books to final fantasy because sephiroth's motivation sephiroth's the bad guy he wants yeah. to destroy. so there's two things he wants to do he wants to either he wants to like destroy all life on the on the planet at least all humans and he wants to ride the planet as a comet or as a spaceship to other planets to also like take over, take their life force and, and everything. All right. 
and that comes from um, from um, an alien that they called Genova. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a clone and a spawn of that Genova thing. And like the way that Sephiroth is, he's not wrong. <laughs> like he's like, cause he says like humans are, are pillaging the planet. Like they're taking up all the resources. Massive corporations are messing up, taking up the, the life stream of the planet. They use it for what they call Mako energy, which is kind of like their version of fossil fuels. Okay. Um, and they're essentially like killing the planet, making it at least uninhabitable for humans. So Sephiroth is like, well, what we need to do is save the planet. So that's like what's really going on, but his mm-hmm. methodology is all jacked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, obviously, he wants to kill everyone. Exactly. So, like, that's when I was like, so there's, there was nuance to like this whole bad guy thing because I'm like, like I don't disagree with him. I I like don't. I Mind don't you. like what he's doing, and like I don't like I don't think he should go about it that way. But like the core argument, it makes he's sense. actually kind of like. The the group that you're a part of at the beginning of the game called Avalanche, yeah, they have the same beliefs. Like it's the same. They're, they're like trying to stop Shinra, the major corporation, and everything. Mm-hmm. And and that actually, um, so there's a very big benefit to not seeing the world as black and white, and why I think. Like I said, other stories that, that just portrayed things as black and white and you have the good guy and the bad guy. and It, it, it just wasn't working for me, primarily because I, I was just so in love, love. With, with this story and this dynamic. Mind you, you're, you're that, like, what, 10 years old right now? Thinking yeah. about this? <laughs> like, <laughs> thinking about these dynamics and like planet genocide and like... But continue, continue. Yeah, ten years old. Ten years old. That's the the thing is that that's the subject matter that you're thrown at. Yeah. In the yeah. game. Yeah. And like, if you're if, and if you're and like for me playing the game, it would to like, so RPGs, I came to discover, are designed for the average adult to play one hour a day. Mm. If you play one, like, in every single RPG that I've played, where you can't just save your game whenever. Yeah. Each save point is about 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes away from each other, depending on if it's like random encounters or not. Like yeah. you, you'll usually get from one save point to the next between 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And you can finish a whole dungeon between an hour wow. and an hour and a half. Which makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah. too much sense. I mean, nowadays you got auto save and all that stuff. So I don't think it really counts nowadays. Or do you still think it's the same? No, now everything auto saves. Right, yeah. Like you're, 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 so you you can play in bursts of like 10, 15 minutes, 10, 15 right. minutes, 10, 15 minutes. But like if it's designed to play like an hour, an hour and a half, and you have a 60 hour game, you got two months with a game. Yeah. yeah. As a 10 year old, who doesn't read as fast and doesn't like it probably took me like 200 hours yeah simply because i had to read it and then 
I get like frustrated because I just wanted to keep on playing. So it, it forced me to be able to read faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get to the parts, right? Or you can exactly. Get... Because in my case, I wasn't interested in skipping the story. Like I still wanted to know what was going on. Yeah. I was just like, it's just taking me too long. <laughs> did you ever, faster. did you ever find yourself uh, telling like your parents, or your teacher, I I'm reading material. I, I like, this is, this is real stuff. Like I'm reading. Cause like, you know how, like when, Parents had to say, oh, you have to read for 30 minutes a day. Or the teacher was like, hey, you have to read a book. I'm like, but I am reading. Like, did you get that feeling? I said it mm. to my parents. I never said it to my teachers. Um, because at the end of the day, to the teachers, I just never did the homework. So yeah. like, like, <laughs> it was like, I'm reading. I'm just not reading the book because I'm not interested in it. So I'm just not going to do the homework. And you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Because I was fortunate enough that I could not do the homework, not do the reading, and still get at least a B. There we so go. I was like, "There we go. That's it. You did it." You did it. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, get at least a B without having to copy the test." Let's do it. <laughs> um, so I was always like, "All right, I'm good." <laughs> back to back to Sephiroth and like you know, back, trying to yeah, stop So back to back to this. Um, so I told my dad. And just like typical parent, typical adult, they're like, yeah, no, I don't believe it. Yeah. But my dad always gave me the benefit of the doubt. So he was like, let me see. And then, and he wouldn't tell me like, oh, let me see. Like he'd look just like, we'd hang out and I'd be playing. But yeah. And there would be parts where he was like, don't, don't skip the dialogue. I was like, oh. And he was like, he was telling me, he was like, wait, wait, I want to read. Oh, he's, like, he's reading done, with you. But I'm done reading. So like, I'm going to go back. <laughs> look at that. And that's when my dad was like, okay this fool's actually like he's fine just let him do his thing yeah (laughs) that's that's awesome i like that i like that so i think my dad communicated that to my mom plenty like enough times where she didn't necessarily believe me but she was like i you can't beat him join him yeah So, (laughs) so um it's 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 interesting like when you want when you're interested in the material mm. and it's mentally stimulating and you're going through a story like just how complex of a subject matter you can instill on a child mm-hmm. so this is why i was having like these i wasn't having existential conflicts but i was <laughs> like yeah like i can i can see why the world why things aren't like all like it's not just black and white it's not i'm right you're wrong it's like sometimes it is that like yeah of course but then it 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 made me more patient with my friends and with people across the board that's um, great yeah because i always i don't know if you ever tried this as a kid and i've never asked this where you actually like it always tripped me out that I couldn't see my face unless I was looking in the mirror. So if I was talking to a friend, all of a sudden I'd be imagining like, how does it work? Like the other way around. They're they're looking at me, but having their own thoughts, but they're their own thoughts. And if I was them, they'd be my thoughts. And I'd get like all convoluted and all confused, (laughs) but like it always tripped me out. So kind of like just being able to, at least try to see things from from someone else's perspective when i didn't agree with them yeah. made me much better at arguing my points actually i, I believe it i believe it did you get it i bet you got into a whole bunch of arguments with like your siblings and stuff even your parents 
And I'm like, but Sephiroth yeah, told me this. <laughs> up until like five years ago, I don't know if my brothers have ever managed this, but I'm the only one that actually beat my mom in an argument, like Ooh. with logic. <laughs> <laughs> and when I did it, I was like, yes, achievements, achievements. <laughs> Level up. Um, but but it was also because it was based on truth and like it was it was just the the more accurate perspective. But um it, it really helped with with that. And then come to find out as I keep on growing up, um I play other RPGs. Most of the RPGs I really loved were from Squaresoft. Square, I think it's Square now. It used to be Square Enix, and before that it was Squaresoft. Yeah, yeah. All same yeah. company. Um they i loved all of their rpgs there's this other one called seno gears so it's fantastic mm -hmm. um but in that like when i got to high school and people like started studying psychology and whatnot and they were talking about like yeah just learning about this thing called the id the ego the super ego and i was like kind of learned that when uh, i was 12 I, yeah I, I because of this because because of this like this game xenogears is built around um jungian philosophy kierkegaard philosophy and <clears throat> freudian psychology and there's three there's one character your main character his name is Faye. he has three parts to him he has Faye. he has his super ego which is was one of his past lives who was like morally correct and and kind of the the superego if you're not familiar with the with the concept to the listeners is when like you have yourself right that's your ego that's you superego is kind of like your best self kind of thing like kind of like your what would jesus do type yeah. of thing yeah um and you can it's a part of where if you're thinking about it, uh, to my knowledge, humans are the only ones where we can think of our actions in that way, where you're mm -hmm. like, is mm -hmm. this actually morally right? Is this what I want to do? Like we can project like that. And then the id is survival. It, it's your re reptilian Basic survival instincts, right? Survival, Food, aggressive, shelter, yeah, yeah. hunt, kill, reproduce, like yeah. the whole thing. And those three things, <laughs> interact with each other and like whenever it takes over in the game everybody dies doesn't matter who was in the room <laughs> you're dead <laughs> like just kills everyone <laughs> because that that's like the impulse that that it had and um then like at, at first you think they're all three three different characters and as the game goes on you find out that they're all the same person the same person so when i'm in yeah, high yeah. school and people are talking about this i was like oh yeah i, I know about that and just, people were just like how the hell do you know i was like well when i was 12 years old <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i was playing this game called Gears, <laughs> and wouldn't you know it <laughs> that this 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 was, was so again it's like you can be introduced to incredibly complex material i love it yeah super complex concepts at a very young age mm -hmm. the story's told right and yeah. that's why I have a bias towards story in video games. Right, Not just exactly, because yeah. I enjoy it, but because story is the way that humans learn most efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, story, even like all throughout time, right? Like even just hieroglyphics or like writing the, the, the stories on paper, right? That's how we've been able to like learn 
languages, stories, it's how our history. brain works. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's, and just getting a little bit even nerdier right No, now. I love like, this. Keep your, it going. Your Keep brain it going. always, <laughs> your brain <laughs> looks to conserve calories. So first thing when you're introduced to something new, it's determining, can it kill me? No? Okay, okay. cool. Can I eat it? No? All right, we're going to do this. First two layers. And in the story, <clears throat> your brain can just grasp onto that real quick. Yeah. Because it, it, it's just following the, the structure that it, that it likes. It's just yeah. like, it's the difference between driving off road and driving on the freeway. Yeah. I like, like that. You tell a story, you're on the freeway. You're on the freeway. Yeah. You've got an end point, you start point, end point, and you're gonna have it's like smooth, the, it's, the it's whole scenery shot. and everything and all in all your lessons, and you're you're gonna know the road. If you're off-roading it, which is what most um the way a lot of schools teach material, teach concepts, yep. which is just like rote memorization, go into the jungle and just start start yeah. chopping away with a machete. It takes a lot more time and it's a lot less efficient. So that's why like I attribute like knowing about <laughs> knowing about um, Greek philosophy, knowing about different different legal structures. Even back when I was in law school, there were things I was like, yeah, this is like this is something that they deal with in XYZ game. Like a <clears throat> lot of it can be embedded into a video game's story story you just need yeah. to capture someone's imagination and tell the story appropriately which is mm -hmm. why final fantasy 7 for me was so pivotal because it deals with a myriad of things like it deals sure it doesn't deal with ego and super ego and whatnot and that was sophisticated and it was really cool and awesome <laughs> great xenogears but Obviously, it deals with teamwork, but not only in the sense that you have a party, but like at one point in the game, it, you also deal with loss. At one point in the game, you lose a character. I mean, this game came out in 1997, so I'm spoiler alert. Still. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> but like, but like, Ares gets killed, mm -hmm. and that was that's not the first game that does this, but it was the first game I saw that does it. Mm. Where like Ares gets killed, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, just use a phoenix down and like. We're fine, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, right? And <laughs> she never comes back. Like, she is dead. Oh, man. <laughs> like, she's gone. Oh, I know man. people that cried when that happened. So, <laughs> like, it's... A lot of it is because, like, maybe you had some really good items with her, and you're like, damn. But also, she's just <laughs> such a sweet character. Eris is a sweetheart. <laughs> she oh, is, like, the, the worst person to kill. <laughs> I feel, I feel it. I feel that emotion, man. So, I feel like, like you have to deal with loss you have to move on in the game like even if she's your favorite character like like what you're gonna do like quit yeah <laughs> like just turn yeah. the game off and sure I'm guaranteed guaranteed perfectly fine <laughs> but you have to deal with loss that's one of the and then another point your main character you can't use them like period you can't use cloud because he's hurt doesn't know who he is got lost in the live stream after the and whole everybody else needs to come up and save his ass yeah but not yeah. only just like recover his his body like it, it's this juggling of like yeah we need to save him but we still have to get all this other shit done so it was like we, we still have to go out and fix this and save this 
and get this other thing. So it, it, it has that like you're dealing with with your first of all, as the main character, you're in a position where you have no other choice, but you have to let people help you mm-hmm. in life to this day. This is actually very recent for me. Where <laughs> you, sometimes you just have to like, just like let go and be like, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna need you know, I'm gonna I, need some help. Like I'm not. I, I'm glad that you bring that up because it's very hard for a lot of us to accept help. I I definitely have fallen victim to that. And do do you want to delve in a little bit as to why you needed help? Or it was just like yeah, most definitely. So right now I'm building a business. I have a full time job. Um. I'm going through a challenge called 75 hard. Like it's, it's just a lot of things that I'm juggling. And on top of that, I'm, I'm um, dealing with some financial things. And it, it, there's just comes a point where I just can't carry the emotional load by myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, you for like the past 12, 13 years, I had, prided myself in being able to like be stoic and figure it out I meant I can always <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and and also like I can do it and I can do it with a smile mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> I can do it with a yeah. smile oh, and man. and still be the light for everyone and everything and it just came to like this last night slash this morning oh goodness that i was just like nah you know what i like i need to talk like i need i, I need to, to get it like, out share this because this is not it's it's not gonna is not gonna work unfortunately i have a partner that is super supportive she's amazing shout out you shout out her. shout out, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> you know her just bam um she's fantastic love her oh um oh. and i was able to and like I feel much better now. Yeah. <laughs> after it's, being it's able like to like unload off, right? To like unload and, and have someone else carry. And relating it back to Final Fantasy, like, sure, Cloud is carrying this whole this Cloud is a clone of Sephiroth. Is, Spoiler uh, is what you're God. it's what you're led wait is what you're led to believe. It's not fully true, but that's that's like what you know through oh, okay. he's he's kind of like a, a bio experiment. And he has some of Sephiroth in him. So he's like dealing with this, like, so evil. Am I not evil? And Cloud is also pretty emo, like, just by nature. Yeah. He's actually <laughs> kind of annoying like that. And just like, start, sometimes he's like, like, come on, dude. Do it. <laughs> he whines a little too much sometimes. But um, so he's like dealing with all that. And Sephiroth is not not only more powerful than cloud like they are not in the same league like this, it's, it's there's it's like a human versus an ant like cloud is an afterthought not even for Sephiroth. Like he's wow. just like oh yeah whatever yeah whatever yeah like and cloud's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you and he's Darn. like you're really not he's <laughs> <laughs> like you already tried and i flew away so like <laughs> there you go kind of like eh, whatever and Cloud's like dealing with, with his like inferiority towards Sephiroth. Then um, there's this relationship that is like, will they, won't they, with another friend of his, Tifa. But yeah. then he's mourning the loss of Ares. And then he makes a bad decision. Ghost tries to save someone, and like he, he, um, he falls into mm-hmm. what's called the life force in the, in the uh, game, and like is he just 
gets basically crippled like you he he becomes he comes into a catatonic state so like he literally can't do anything so like yeah. the game becomes like yeah we have to save cloud because like he's the only he's like de facto he's the only one even though sephiroth is so much stronger than him he's still the only one that has a fighting chance of beating him. i mean yeah you're gonna need everyone's help but <laughs> he's still the only one that can actually pull this off yeah um but while we save him like we still need to do all this other stuff that we were going to do with him. So like the rest of the team carries the burden of like getting all the, all the other stuff. And then they end up saving him and you go and kill Sephiroth and main character save the day. Yeah. (laughs) And what I like is that the, the glory sure he does deals the final blow, but the glory isn't like, it's not like a glorious moment for cloud yeah he's very torn about the fact that he needs to kill sephiroth well he's not torn about it because after Ares gets killed by sephiroth he's like hey, yeah i'm gonna die you're gonna die like you, you just, it's over but um it's it's very much like uh like oh okay we stopped the end of the world but we still have a lot of work to do, to and do. we did yeah. it as a team kind of kind of feeling so it, it's it deals with that so it's got loss it just teaches you how to be persistent rpgs i think do that better back in the day than nowadays i think i wanted to ask you that too like story-wise rpg-wise do you think the stories that are being told today are they you know in, in the same line do they have as much depth what do you think about the stories being told today in gaming versus depends on the game um it depends on the game 100%. and the, and the human qualities like, too do you think we're being removed far removed from like our human qualities like the qualities you mentioned in final fantasy 7 or is it just more on monetizations for making money like where do you fall in line with that i think gamers are one of two things we're either the most loyal customers or the dumbest customers on planet Earth. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. One yep. of the two things. Yeah, and yep. I, I got this opinion after Castlevania: Lords of Shadow. Oof. Castlevania: Oof. Lords of Shadow, fantastic game. You beat it, and then comes the download content, and I was like, okay, extra content, cool. You get the extra content. Come to find out that DLC was actually still a part of the game. It's nothing extra. They just didn't finish the game, sold an unfinished game, and then sold oh, you my the goodness. end. So I was like, wow. Like we this. are either very loyal or very, very stupid. I like that. I mean, I like that so, you put it that way because it's like this is what it's come to. Like, yeah, because like because now download con- it's what made me mad about the Final Fantasy VII. Hey, listen, this is a whole other podcast episode. We could talk about DLC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but no, continue, continue. But yeah, like Final Fantasy VII Remake. They only yeah. do part one of the story. And I'm cool with you too. I, I get it. It's a lot more, more robust and whatnot. Don't give me part one, the DLC of part one. 10 DLCs for part one and then sell me part two. Part and two. then 10 DLCs for part two. I, I'm just like, because eh, that's what's happening right now right but i also TV. yeah but i like as a businessman i also get it like you're <laughs> working for a profit so yeah. it's it, it's kind of like you unfortunately you 
you need the money to be able to make the other stuff so like that's what i was trying to get at is it like losing its authenticity like is you know the aspect of gaming for story i don't think so i don't think it's losing its authenticity because if it did you lose your fan base you lose your your gamers i think now that it's more widespread i think it's like anything what are the biggest blockbuster movies the super complex intricate ones or the simple stuff that can entertain the vast majority of the population and is executed decently well Mm -hmm. and the answer ends up being like the the second one is is what 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 sells more the fast and furious Um, of the world (laughs) with with a few exceptions like sure the superhero movies marvel and everything they're intricate movies and they're fantastically made and like when you have the the marriage of both that's when you have your billion dollar blockbuster right, yeah. right but you're not going to grab like like fantastic movie predestination which is about a time paradox and uh it's about a time paradox and trying to stop a bomber called the fizzle bomber if you haven't seen it watch it great movie i saw it <laughs> six times in one week <laughs> i actually saw it seven times in six days but whole other story fantastically well made like the more you watch it the more you realize like, how good of a movie what's the name of it is hmm? what's predestination the name? predestination With ethan hawk okay low budget it doesn't have like fancy teleportation effects or anything it's just a fantastic and the voiceover oh my god <laughs> voiceover is 50 percent of that movie is amazing amazing destination the, the narration the narration is 50 percent of the movie yeah amazing movie wasn't a blockbuster hit but it's it's complex really well executed fantastic story i imagine story like yeah. it's really it's really 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 good like a, across the board critics love it but funnily enough movies that critics really love audiences don't necessarily don't really. love that much yeah. and you can see it and you can see the pattern pattern in rotten tomatoes yeah critics 30 percent fans 90 percent so, so and it. then yeah. like and then you have stuff like baby driver that comes out critics 100 <laughs> percent in rotten tomatoes fans eh, 60 <laughs> so like yeah you're like yeah. okay you so, can't really please everyone either right like at the exactly. end of the day so like the call of duty fantastic game it's great mm-hmm. multiplayer makes money hand over fist well, not a complicated story yeah you're, you're you're playing a bruce willis movie yeah. you're playing a, a russell crowe movie you're playing yeah. liam neeson it's like it's like, just you're a, playing an action flick yeah yeah exactly so i mean it'll have its plot twists and everything and it sells 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 mm-hmm. and it's great mm-hmm. um and then you have your rpgs which they have fantastic stories persona 5 great great game didn't sell nearly as much as as call of duty yeah i think simply because they're not as user friendly call Mm -hmm. of duty is for a completely different gamer persona 5 is for a completely different gamer and i think the landscape more than like selling out or like losing its authenticity Mm -hmm. is just different companies are appealing to different, different audiences, to different demographics, to different mm-hmm. customers. 
Because if you take something that's closer to each other, mm -hmm. like for example, a Call of Duty and The Last of Us, Call of Duty still outperforms because there's just by sheer numbers, there's yeah, yeah. more casual gamers. <clears throat> there's there more is, people yeah. that play Candy Crush that will ever play Final Fantasy. <laughs> so it, it's just, I think the quality of the stories is just as good. I wanted to ask, um, because you mentioned, you know, your friends uh, and your party members, obviously, in the game, too, because you have a large party member. So what's something recently that your friends kind of helped you through, like kind of got you through this situation? Or maybe you guys work together to, like, you know, do a project, beat a game. Like, is there anything that you can share? We just got together to talk. I was feeling lonely. <laughs> hey, hey, so when I, when I When I left high school, um, so I was in Mexico. And like 90% of my friends were like, were not from the country. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Advantages and disadvantage advantage. There's like, I can name like 20 countries where I can go and I have a place to stay. Like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, then it becomes kind of like a, a little bit of a shock because your core group of people, not only like, not only did, do are you guys going to different schools, they literally went to completely different countries. Excuse me. And the demands of like just life didn't allow for us to bond over the same games or play the same games or like have things that were that even were have the super, time, right? <laughs> super time intensive. Um, so a few weeks back, I just um, organized a a zoom call and we all just shot the shit and oh that's dope we're we there's talks of having a, a virtual dnd um no way party going on yeah and uh it's good stuff it's it's interesting so no, no, that's that's kind of yeah it was it was good because the camaraderie that you build from so humans build um union and camaraderie through through strife that's and why like it, uh, yeah. there's like war buddies that haven't seen each other in three years next time they see each other are like just jumping for joy because it's like the very next because you know they've talk. got your back yeah yeah and at a much less like and obviously playing a video game is nothing like going to war or anything but at, at a much lesser <laughs> dangerous level um but i think with a similar intensity um, just going through grinding out in the game and sharing the discoveries and going through the different trials and, mm -hmm. and not only inside the game, but like these are people who talk, talk about yeah. life and everything. And they, yeah. they like walk through you with through life with you, even if they're not physically there. Um, shoot. Sometimes you're just in the room chatting. You're not you're not even playing. You're just in the in the chat room. And yeah. Shooting <laughs> shooting shit shit. yeah. Um, that camaraderie. Uh, I think is just very hard to to lose mm -hmm. and it's easier to rekindle and it can just take a 20 minute zoom call and it's like you saw each other like yesterday yesterday right? yeah no you know and i, I believe it because like as humans we're not we're not yeah we're not designed to be alone we are Definitely. creatures of social habits you know mm -hmm. we have to connect with others we have to bond and work together because we will literally quite literally deteriorate <laughs> mm -hmm. you know we it's not healthy and you know <clears throat> video game whether it is video games books movies 
it brings us together. It's healthy. It 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 revitalizes. I there's just I there's so many ways you can express it, right? Like you know, like you said, like the two buddies just high fiving each other or hugging each other after after three years in war. It's beautiful. There's nothing like that, you know. And we're it just it's just meant to be. It's meant to be. Honestly, and I think video games, finals, fantasies, RPGs, they do a great job of like, like exact like when you said when the character died, I forget her name at the moment. Um, but you felt Eris. it. Yeah, Eris, yeah, you, yeah. You, you you felt it, and you know it's like it teaches you, it 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 connects you, it connects you in so many ways. It's a shock. Yeah. Very similar to very similar, but nowhere near as intense. Right. as when someone you know passes passes away and I, and I caveat that with like nowhere near as intense because it, it just isn't like in, yeah. in my lifetime <laughs> i've had like i've had um two buddies commit suicide my father passed away a few years well, ago sure. like I've, yeah. I've i've had to deal and digest with death in different different mm-hmm. um aspects but never before playing Final Fantasy VII, funnily <laughs> enough. And it's um it's just like the shock of like, oh wow, like Paris is gone. Like this is like there's no no getting like, her back. Fortunately, no in the game world, you can like start a new game and like play with her or whatever. But like after a certain point, you're like But even then it doesn't feel the same because you know that she's gonna eventually like she's exactly if you start a new game and you're actually gonna go through the story you don't pay attention to her that much. yeah at least i like, don't because i'm like what's the point She's gonna yeah die. i'm not gonna i'm co- not gonna create that up. connection again yeah right like, i'm not gonna beef her up and do all the things it's just like time better invested in other in other things and if yeah. only life were like that you knew it wasn't gonna work out i wanted i wanted to <laughs> ask too you know uh because you have also t- brought up the topic of patience what is something that you have needed lots of patience obviously not besides the game but like in your life where you had to grind and you know be patient enough to create the relationships you know uh, build the the blocks to get to your goal is there something building recently business. yeah building, building your business 100 percent. yeah ten thousand yeah. percent um yeah. i think it was tom billy that said this that he found that some of the highest performers and some of the most hardcore business people are some of the most hardcore gamers also. Um, <laughs> I think I heard it from him. I might, it might not be, but like he's a gamer. Um, oh, I didn't know. Elon, Elon Musk is a gamer. Tom Bilyeu and his wife play Destiny. Yeah. What? That's awesome. Shout yeah. out they, they talk about it in the show and everything. So I'm not, I'm not like reaching any, any <laughs> sort of like, like this, is public, this is public information from, from yeah. Um, but Elon Musk, the gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember other names right now. Yeah. Um, no, but, but but definitely like building a business. And for me, I was in network marketing for like nine years, nine ten years, and I was not good at it. I was not good at recruiting. I was not good at sales. I was not like if you, if you were to like have like all the stats, level one. Low, low. That's that's still <laughs> that was that was me. <laughs> And like it was just like every single day, like you got to do a, a grind and level, level one up. up and then level up the other one, and then you're like, oh, I'm my strength stat is pretty pretty cool crap, but I need, but to... I need dexterity to use a, a bow and arrow also. <laughs> so like now you work on your dexterity, right? Yeah. Um. So it was the same thing for for building a business. To this day, like right now, the business I'm, I'm building is I'm 
is an online an online store and i was like okay i've got i've got my design from my creatives and my facebook ads pretty strong uh, there uh, yeah, yeah awesome <laughs> learning how to run my ads and targeting and do the whole thing great and uh my my mentor for this he's like okay your your page speed loads like it's horrible is the dude like okay um can i hire someone to do it he's like, no go to google <laughs> page speed insights read what you need to do and do it yeah because if you just hire someone you're not even gonna know if they did a good job yeah because <laughs> you have no idea what you're looking at and there I am right now, like page speed insights. What the hell does this mean? Patience. What's CSS? Grinding. What's this? Yeah. What's it like learning like, and relearning how to read code? Because I haven't uh, read code since high school. Oh man. Like, so it's just like <laughs> working on there's always something to always something to learn. Always something to learn, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned a business because building a business ain't easy, man. A lot, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Building something is not easy, but you know, and it's something that I tell a lot of people. And I think as gamers, I think I, you know, I don't want to be biased, but I think we have a lot of patience. There are some gamers that like, you know, just toss their controllers and give up. But even since I was younger, I've known I had like this this great patience to like try again, try again, try again, you know, like mm -hmm. and I think we've we've would you say that we've used that, you know, even to this day? Like, I mean, that's, I think that's where it comes from for me personally, like the patience to build something, to do anything. It comes from sitting six years old, trying to, you know, trying to beat that stage in Mario, trying to, trying to, you know, beat that boss in Mega Man. You know, you had to learn his patterns, learn his, you know, moves and stuff. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're playing Ninja Gaiden for oh, PS3. <sighs> Oh, oh my man. god, that game made me rage quit. Because so the AI is actually intelligent, and like <laughs> they don't have patterns. Like you actually have to train your twitch muscles and like be able to react and like have your repertoire. I'll just go. Another one, but like so. And, yeah, it's I totally get it. And totally so you know, I wanted to leave off. Um, is there any like last words? Any last things you want to leave people with about you know just patience friendships you know the stuff that we discussed about being stuff being black and white anything any any final words just don't be ashamed of of, of your love for video games man there's plenty <laughs> of gamers that that i know that like we kind of shy away from it sometimes because we know it's not necessarily accepted um or it's not well viewed but if you just embrace it and educate people tell them some pretty cool stuff can can happen you'll you'll it. make connections you'll make connections that you that you won't wouldn't have imagined and um, and also you get people to see you in a completely in a completely different light and don't underestimate the power that a video game has to actually educate someone into complex mm. into complex things like yeah um yeah there I guarantee you there's kids with incredible architect tendencies that have built amazing levels or amazing worlds in Minecraft. Oh and man, you just need yeah. you just need to yeah. You Did just you, you just need to 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 pay attention to yeah to yeah stuff like like sometimes the way you interact with a video game, what you do in a video game will 
reflect what skills you want to develop and what you actually like. It's just simply yeah. very well camouflaged because usually the gameplay is great and stories are are very, very good, yeah. which is why you can take into, like you can spend I mean, I've played 28 hours of video game stream. So, like, (laughs) so it's, and that's a literal number. Like, this is, this is the amount of hours it took us to beat, it took my cousin and I to beat Resident Evil 4, along with the Ada Wong uh, um, extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Resident Evil. Oh, man. The main story took us 20 hours. The other story took us four hours. Because eight hours main story took us 24 hours the other story took us four hours right. and then we went to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and so, man and listen you know i just uh if you want anywhere to shout yourself out you know if you want to shout out your website you know give us some information let us know where we can reach you man uh you guys can find me at, at philipvalley.com philip with with one l let me actually make sure that i say my instagram handle properly <laughs> because i have messed that up yeah philip valley with one l on Amen. on instagram um you can find me like that on facebook also and if you want to check out the store the store's comfyandfit.com nothing let's to, hear it nothing nothing to do with video games or anything I'm just into like sports apparel and stuff it's a, it's a clothing store yeah but it. yeah if you want to shoot me a dm and want to shoot the shit about video games yeah yeah let's do it yeah open instagram all of that is going to be in the show notes guys you know and there it is guys i just want to close off by saying again thank you to philip valley it was an amazing episode i cannot wait to get this out there i feel like there was a lot of information to really delve deep into um and as always guys you know if you want to be a part of infinite lives and games you can dm me you can call me you know just all social medias. DM all, this man. Yeah. You want to be a part of it. Let's do it. Game. Let's connect. <laughs> let's let's build this community. Good. You know, at infinitelizinggames.com. Uh, you got the YouTube. You got the Twitch. I'll be uh, streaming a lot more often. If you guys want to stop by and talk about games, talk about life, talk about the podcast, you name it, guys. So you know, until the next episode, as always, stay healthy, stay humble, and stay infinite. <laughs>